The Order of Light presents We Are the Disclosure with your host, Robert Earl White and Josh Myota, as we explore the extraterrestrial phenomena. Now is the time for those with experiences to speak. We are not waiting for the disclosure. We are the disclosure. I'm Robert Earl White. And I'm Josh Myota. Special guest, Lily Nova. Hello. <laughs> and together, we are the Disclosure. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of We Are the Disclosure with our guest, Lily Nova. Lily has been really getting some phenomenal photographic and video evidence of extraterrestrials. But wait. That's not it. She's also in contact with the craft she is seeing. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. She's here on YouTube, and she's pretty big on TikTok. That's her thing right now, Lily Nova. And she does a lot with astronomy, gazing the stars, mapping it out. And in her interests, she's came along a lot of other wild things. So welcome to the show, Lily. How are you doing? Hi guys, thank you for having me on. Hi. Um, I'm doing really well and I'm so excited that I am able to share these experiences and share this evidence and and you know, I I'm I love being on here and I love that we are the the disclosure. So um yeah, I'm super excited and now with the actual physical proof, um it, it's catching more eyes, so it's been going really well. Absolutely. And that's what we're doing. And we're really excited to have you on here and to show everyone that's watching and listening to this, you know, your evidence and your connection with these beings. So with that being said, Lily, when did your connection with UFOs and extraterrestrials, how did it start for you and when did it start? So it started right after COVID hit, uh, shortly after. Um, during lockdown, I, you know, there was nothing really to do. I discovered that you could take pictures of the night sky and the Milky Way. And I've always loved space. So, um, and I had just gotten a camera. The stars kind of aligned and I would spend a lot of time stargazing and taking pictures. And, um, after doing that for a couple months, spending basically every night under the stars, um, I had my first UFO come to see me uh, at my house. <laughs> and um, after that, it picked up fairly quickly. Um, there was a, a two-week period where I seen over 13 UFOs, and it really seemed like they were purposefully getting in front of my camera, and they I really felt that they were trying to tell me something. So um, then I became obsessed with learning more about them, taking photos of them, um, which then led me to discovering um, CE5, human-initiated contact, where then I was able to initiate contact with them and began developing a relationship with them. And it's, um, yes, over the past year and a half, before that, I was not into ufos i wasn't i mean I, i've always loved space i grew up watching a little bit of ancient aliens here and there but um <laughs> which you know it it opened it began to open my eyes before but i wasn't 
UFOs were the last thing on my mind. Um, and they just started coming to me. So, um, wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, awesome. can you tell us more about this first experience? What happened? So it was the night before I was about to go on a little astro trip um, to sh shoot the night sky. Um, the night before I was at my house, I was about to go to bed. It was pretty late. It was like one or two o'clock in the morning. And I went outside. This was uh, last November. I went outside. And to get... where do you live? What area? Oh, St. Louis, Missouri. Right on. Good. Mm -hmm. And um, so I stepped out on my porch to get some fresh air. It was just dead quiet outside. I immediately look over to my left and I lock eyes with a floating, hovering light that's kind of hovering far back in the neighborhood. And I was like, whoa, that's, that's big. It's bright. It's not a planet. It's moving. And I, I was like, wow, I think this is a, a UFO. So I grabbed my phone and I started recording it. Um, and I was like trying, you know, to try and show people what I was seeing. And then an orange orb or orange light appeared at the end of my street and caught my attention. So I looked over at it and it was just dead quiet. Um, then I suddenly I began hearing um, like the wind pick up this wind. I look back over and a second craft had appeared and it was way closer. It, I was literally bending my neck, looking up at it. It was like a triangular diamond, some strange geometric shape I'd never seen before. It had um, red and blue lights going across it. And um, yeah, it was really close, like a few houses over. It, it looked like it went up and down side to side very quickly. It seemed to be showing me its moves. And then it began coming straight towards me. Um, and at this point, uh, I realized, oh, that's literally coming straight for me in my house. Um, I, I kind of chickened out and I took a step back. And uh, under my porch, as it was coming up right above me, and, uh, and then it just disappeared. It was gone. Wow. So that, that was my first experience. <laughs> that, Amazing. That's a lot. <laughs> And something to point out, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't see these things. And I've heard that these things only show themselves when they want to be seen. So with that being said, with this experience, did you feel any sort of connection? You saw more than one craft, you know, it was one after another. And you were still pretty, you know, we can say, you know... Uh, not super into everything. Mm -hmm. This was your first experience trying to put it together, trying to piece it together. Was there any sort of communication or did you feel anything when you had this experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I was definitely in shock, but um, more kind of like excited and curious. The second one really threw me off because it was way closer and it felt very deliberate it was, this happened at my home. Um, this thing knew where I lived. It was, looked like it was very intentionally. It came straight for me. So it felt very intentional and, and personal. Um, but at the time I was uh, pretty, it's kind of like, like time freezes and it's just like, whoa, that your whole paradigm just shifts. Um, so mostly shock. 
Um, but yeah, it definitely felt like it was on purpose and um, they were trying to show me or tell me something. Wow. That's incredible. And uh, what, what other experiences have you had since then? So I'm sure that really sparked an interest into this, you know, seeing is believing and you just <clears throat> saw all of these things. And before mm-hmm. we get into that, Josh, do you have any yeah, questions pertaining to that first experience? Go ahead. I actually have a couple just pertaining to astrophotography. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what kind of camera do you use? So I use a Nikon D5300 DSLR camera. And sometimes, sometimes I'll use a, um, now, nowadays, sometimes I, I use an Aurora night vision camera as well. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right on. They're, oh, they're nice. We were just uh, talking about that in one of uh, episode three, the night cameras, and you can yeah. see things that you can't see with the eyes and like even military craft that you can't see will have this pulsating like light that flashes it's wild but you can't see it with the naked eye that's yep. really great yeah. stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know you have this first experience you see all all of these different craft one after another and i'm sure like you said your whole paradigm shifted during this experience mm-hmm. and moving forward you know what did you do when it came to, you know, wanting to see these things again? And did you have other experiences as well? Yeah. So immediately after it happened, honestly, I was like pretty spooked. <laughs> um, but I remembered a book that a friend gave me like seven years before this called something about Gaia, the great shift or something like that. I'd never read it before, but it just popped in my head and I was like, please tell me that there's something about UFOs in this. And like, I ran inside, I sifted through my closet, I was able to find it. And so I began kind of researching into it more. Um, And that book was, um, yeah, it was talking all about the whole whole shift that's going on right now. Um, And so, yeah, I began looking into uh, physically and scientifically how they worked. How was it able to disappear right above my head did it go into another dimension did it just zip off really quickly or what so i became very fascinated with how it worked and um and i think they gave me uh, a a couple weeks to kind of or maybe a month to kind of soak that in and um you know everybody was telling me that i was crazy or i was mistaking a drone or whatever so i kind of got a little bummed out and kind of kind of dropped it for a little bit um and about a month later uh i went to an astronomy park by myself in the middle of the night with my camera and um and then that's when i had my second encounter and that night i saw five different ufos um i was sitting in my car and uh suddenly i saw an orange uh, craft slash orb off on the horizon hovering over the tree line and I was recording it I began recording it going back and forth up and down kind of hovering like a bee and then I looked around 
there was another one on my other side in the trees behind me. There were two other ones behind me in the trees. And then I looked forward and discovered there was another one in front of me, like 40 feet in front of me in the trees. And um, so that was just mind blowing to me. I stayed up, I stayed there all night because I was still like new. I didn't know who they were, but the curiosity was more than the fear, I'd say. So I just sat up there recording them all night. Um, and so that was my second encounter. And I saw them three nights in a row um, up at this astronomy park because then I wanted to go back to see if I could, you know, see more and see what are they doing? What are they up to? Um, and yeah, so after those three nights, after that, it was just, I was seeing them left and right. Yes, as I always say, the greatest curiosity can overcome the greatest fear. And I want to point this out because Josh and I, we normally ask about, you know, some of the emotional, you know, what was it like to be seeing something that like 90% of the world don't understand or comprehend? And you were feeling really alone and you went and you escaped to this place. Mm -hmm. Do you think going there with that kind of mindset, that kind of hurt? And do you think that that was setting you up with the right intentions to make contact? Does intentions matter with, you know, uh, making contact with these beings? Yeah, I think intention 100% matters. And just having an, um, having an open mind to it and having pure intentions. Um, and just being curious and having that kind of that curiosity and love for just discovering what's out there, I think really, um, really was it. And anybody can do that as well. Um, yeah, the intention definitely matters. And also, I'm not sh I think this had something to do with it, too. But right before this happened, well, you know, it's COVID. Everybody's life's kind of falling apart. It's chaos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of things had happened. I had um, had a really bad relationship and got screwed over by a potential business partner. A I quit my um, my job as a nutritionist teaching community nutrition classes. And um, just a bunch of stuff happened that kind of it put me I was in a low place and was kind of felt like lost. And I think that that also did kind of set me up because I had the time to kind of sit, pause, sit with myself, reflect, and be more open to um, these types of experiences. Cool. I completely understand that one. Uh, same thing <laughs> happened. Before I was doing all of this, I lost. My mother died. My <laughs> job illegally fired me, got involved with a lawsuit. So much stuff, awful <laughs> things. It seems like at our lowest point, they go out of their way to reassure us you know to answer that curiosity to say hey you're one of the few human beings that honestly believe that there could be anything else out there and i think it's all about the intent absolutely and josh do you have any questions bub oh uh, yeah uh while i'm doing your astrophotography and seeing the ufos or these uh what color do you see primarily? With the what color of the UFOs? Yeah. Um, What's the most common one? Like 
sure sounds like there's a lot <laughs> yeah uh, like oh, for a while there like every ufo i was seeing was like different basically i've seen um a lot of orange orbs like more physical looking orbs and then i've seen golden orbs that looked more like orbs in the light um less physical more of just golden light and i've seen some that shine different colors like um a really bright star like the star sirius kind of like blink um and just shiny and uh the the first craft that i saw was gray it was like a diamond triangular shape it was like a dark gray so um i'd say a lot of the time orange and uh or gold wow very interesting very Mm -hmm. interesting Um, yeah but there's very so many different kinds many different kinds do you see way more now than when you first started so like uh do you think it's ramped up over the years yeah, so honestly, I feel like it it definitely ramped up and I was seeing them a lot. And then that's when I began, I learned that I could be specific with them and set out my intention to make peaceful contact with them and they would come. And at this time, you know, I'd go out with my camera and that's also a good note for anybody who is wanting to make contact and, and try this out is I was doing my creative passion where I got in, I was in flow state. I was in a positive state of mind, um, open state of mind. And so others can use their creative passion or just being out in nature to um, have some of these experiences as well. But I would go out with my camera and um, invite them out, you know, beings of the highest love and light. Of course, you want to be specific. Um, And at that point, I was getting a lot of golden orbs. This was also during the day. I would go out like every sunset and take pictures. So um, then it became less physical and I started having more um, different types of experiences, things that maybe you couldn't necessarily see with your own eyes. I think that was because I was getting kind of more tuned into everything. And um and like you were saying, there's a lot that you can catch on these cameras that you can't see with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And were were you meditating? Uh, were you meditating more and more and raising your frequency and mm-hmm. getting in tune with everything as this UFO progression was happening? Yeah. 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 So at first it was just me going out and shooting them with the camera. And then as I began learning that you can make contact with them, they were kind of guiding me. I I developed kind of a telepathic communication with them with practice. Um, Then they kind of guided me to learning about, you know, you need to raise your vibration and you need to be in this positive state and and also calm your mind, relax your mind and meditate and that's when I began meditating so I was making contact before I was meditating but then um then I found out you know about meditation began practicing that and that is also a really really great way and just a great way to get more in tune with yourself and you'd be surprised the kind of the answers and discoveries that you begin making whenever you start practicing tuning in and your intuition it's stronger and that's where you can get a lot of answers into how you can help 
develop these this type of communication with you know like spirit guides or star beings or um you know other types of spiritual beings absolutely that's what it's all about that connecting <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and in this time of meditating was there ever an instance where you were meditating and maybe you had your camera taking a time lapse or something like that and you, you caught anything during your meditations were you doing that yeah definitely so th there have been a couple times where i went to this park and you know set my camera up on a time lapse and I got myself in front of the camera so you could see me and the sky and began meditating. I could feel their presence. I knew that they were around. But when I went back to my camera, I was in for a surprise because there was a, a ship on two different occasions. There was a ship um, just right up in the sky, like right past me. And it was really quite amazing. So that's happened a few times. <laughs> And I, I was baiting you. I've, I've seen that <laughs> photograph, and that one is absolutely incredible. It's a strange uh, triangular black thing with a orb with your signature orb like in the middle of it. It looked like a triangular orb, something I've never seen, which kind of mm -hmm. takes me back to your first thing you saw, that diamond slash triangular weird thing a lot of these craft because they're in higher frequencies when they you know appear to us within our frequency or our camera's frequency oh man they can be shapes that we literally don't even have like imaginary shapes it's insane wow yeah yeah and they definitely seem to morph even like yeah change. i've seen that i've seen yeah. that um there was one my girlfriend and i we saw we didn't have our phones at the time, and we regretted it because 30 miles up the way in Philadelphia, some guy in the hood recorded it. It made it on the Philadelphia news. It seemed like a massive cloud, and it was shifting and changing a bunch of shapes, and the inside of it had a metallic -y shimmer to it, and it was lower than all the other clouds, but it would morph like this and go like that and change. And I've seen so many other videos as well of these metallic things turning from balls to point to things to X's and then going out. They definitely morph. Wow. Josh, yeah, it's pretty any wild. Questions? <laughs> yeah. Any questions, Bob? Oh, that, that's cool that you've seen that though. And you got the evidence. You got the photos. Wow. If, what would you suggest to somebody that would want to get into astrophotography? Uh, what setup? Um, what get first? <laughs> Well, and so some new phones can actually take long exposures and do take pictures of the Milky Way and stuff. I, I the iPhone 13, I think, or something like that. Um, yeah. So uh, if if you don't want to invest in a whole camera, then I would, you know, and you already have the iPhone or something like that, I would try that. Um, but then you can also get, I have a Nikon, so I'm a little biased. I like my Nikon. Um uh, one of my good buddies has a Canon, so you can get a, a DSLR camera, and you can find them secondhand if you don't want to invest in, you know, a, an expensive brand new one, and just get a tripod and uh, a lens, and then you're good to go. Just start practicing with it, taking pictures of like the moon or the night sky, 
Um, it really is a, it gets addicting. It's very, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. When you say when you say lens, are you using a basic lens or are you using a telegraphic lens? Yeah, so I have a few, but um yeah, a basic wide angle lens where like a, a 35 to 130 or something like that where you can get the whole sky. And then you can also get a longer lens, which I have a 300 millimeter lens to get close-ups, but I would advise starting with uh, a wide view, one where you can capture more of the sky to, um, just to start out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with these experiences and you, you know, making contact, what I've noticed is oftentimes you'll just have a certain feeling to look up in a certain area or to put your camera in a certain place. Do you have that same thing going on with you when you're seeing these things? Is there something in your intuition saying, hey, we're going to be showing up, drop your coffee, get off your phone, come hang out and say hi to us? Yeah, 100%. It is very, I learned that intuition. And that's kind of like that telepathic communication already beginning, you know? Um, they really, you do get this intuition to, you know, I, I've known people who they just get a sudden thought or a sudden download. Hey, take a picture. And they won't even look where they're pointing. They'll just turn, take a picture. And then there it is. There's a little ship in there. So um, they definitely can communicate with you that way. And um, yeah, intuition it has been crucial and very informative <laughs> in all this for sure. Wow. And um, speaking of downloads... <laughs> Has there ever been a time where you were watching a craft or seeing something and you just had like a message come to you or did you see like a vision or anything while communicating with these crafts and what did that craft look like and what was the message that came with it? Yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite experiences. Um, I... So this is after they had been visiting for visiting me for a while. And um, I went out to try my first CE5 or first official me trying to make contact with them, setting out my intention. Yeah, CE5 to make contact with them. And so I went up to this astronomy park and within five minutes of um, getting out of the car and, and all I had done was set my intention that I wanted to make contact and, you know, inviting these, these loving, loving beings and asking them to appear after five minutes of getting out of the car, a golden orb appears in the sky. And at first I had to use my binoculars to see it while I was looking in the sky uh, through binoculars and, and it was cloudy. There was no, you could not see any stars. It, it was even raining a little bit. Um, and I saw this little golden orb. And then whenever I noticed it, I was like, is that like, is that really one? And then it jumped from one lens of my binocular to the other one to show me like, hey, yeah, th this is real. And then it got closer to where I could see it with my own eyes. And um, it began, I began asking it questions, trying to communicate with it. You know, who are you? What are you doing? Like, why do you keep coming to visit me? Um, you know, what, what's going on? And it kind of would move around to my questions. And then I got the idea, let's try and close, try to close my eyes and see if I could get anything that way. 
And once I did that, that is when it sent me a, a vision. This was my first vision that I had received from them. And it was of um, this girl with blue skin and with no hair. She was lying down on this table and she was very beautiful. She looked very human-like just with light blue skin. And she had a gray silver suit on, like a skin-tight space suit. And there were some crew members behind her, standing right behind her, around her. I couldn't see their faces. It was more focused on her. But, um, and I believed that's who was, uh, that's who was manning this golden orb. Um, wow. And yeah, that was the inhabitants of it. And that, and Along then, with crew members too. There was others. It wasn't just her. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So that was, that was really, really cool for me. That was my first time getting, receiving a vision from them. And um, yeah, what they call a download. They also showed a, a vision of light coming in through the top of the head. And that's essentially when I learned that that was a download. This is a download. The connection, mm-hmm. you know, the same reason you just have that intuition, the same reason that five minutes after being there, boom, you know, the same thing happens to me all the time. You know, I, I go outside, I just have this weird feeling to go up and something very important about what you're saying. I want everyone to understand this. You know, all it takes is 10 minutes a night. Am I right, Lily? 10 minutes a night. And I guarantee you within a month, you will see something cruising around in the sky. It's that active. Only 10 minutes a night. And when you do see these things, from your story, it's proof that there is hope that if you meditate while you're seeing these things and look within that you can actually have more than just an experience of seeing these things. You can actually connect with them, even though they're thousands of feet away, miles away, you still can connect with them because it's all the same frequency. And it's not just the UFOs you see here. You can use the same frequency. And once you learn how to use it, Before you know it, you're connecting with beings from all around the universe because it doesn't just apply to our atmosphere. It's the Mm -hmm. same connection universally. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're linked through. We're all consciousness. So that's that's how I learned we can connect with these other beings, no matter how far away they are, because we are essentially we all come from the same source. We are all linked through consciousness and yeah it does not take um too long 10 minutes a day i think would be good um just either stargazing or i would also connect with them during sunset and just put your intention out there make it known ask um and and if you're consistent with it especially i noticed that they did very very well whenever i was kind of on a schedule a routine with them just every night before bed you know go outside and kind of make that connection, set that intention, or uh, during sunset, I would like to do that a lot. And also, just because you cannot see them does not mean that they are not there. (laughs) Um, If you can feel them, pay attention to how you're feeling. And um, when I realized I could catch them during the day, 
I would get these golden orbs on my camera that I could not see with my own eyes, but I would suddenly get this feeling of love and it would even get me emotional. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I knew that that's, that that was them and that they were nearby or if your ears ring, that's another good indication. That's wonderful and beautiful. So going, I want to go back to this blue skinned, uh, being that you saw this woman, bald head, blue skin. Mm -hmm. When you saw that being, what were you feeling? What did you feel? I was like, Whoa, <laughs> um, I was not expecting that. And this is before I, I even knew anything about the different, shortly after this, I began researching into the different ET races and different types of beings, the whole star seed thing. Before this, I was not, I was a clean slate to all that. I, I thought it was more like fantasy, so I didn't even want to look into it yet. But then after You were this, a sheep. <laughs> I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. I was more into like the physical you know the yeah. physical evidence that's what i was more and then i was like okay um you know it really is it is kind of like really like star wars or something like there's mm -hmm. all these different beings out there um so that really tripped me out and um and what also really tripped me out is i kind of had a feeling that it was um another maybe a past life or another life of mine um hmm. And I got that feeling and, uh, you know, t time is not a linear thing. It could, you can get contacted from beings from the future, from the past, or you can see that's a whole other rabbit hole. But um, I've learned through this, that through consciousness, you can connect with different times and different beings. Um, so that's when I began looking into more about, who these different types of beings are. And I began connecting with this, uh, this blue woman who I later found out that her name was Talia. Um, I began connecting with her more and I found out that she was um, a type of Lyran from, uh, from Lyra. Tal Talia, right? Talia? Yeah, ta yeah Talia. Kind of sounds like a Tal. <laughs> with some sort of genetic to you know oh the yeah, yeah species there's a species called pal they're humanoid they come from lyra and talia and maybe she's had different genetics and had blue skin maybe moved mm -hmm. to a different planet or something like that yeah and did what was did you feel like it was a loving uh being was it hateful what kind of feelings was associated with this talia I definitely felt um, love and, and like I uh, said before, whenever I would feel their presence or do the CE fives, and then it became very specific to, I was focusing on uh, the Lyrans and, and Talia whenever I was making contact and having these experiences, but it definitely felt like love, like suddenly your heart just feels full and I can't tell you how many times I got emotional and just started crying my eyes out because it's such a pure, unconditional, loving feeling. And um, almost undeserving, right? Yeah, yeah. We feel so small and to be connected to something so large like the universe, it, it's kind of sad sometimes. It's overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel like as humans, we've been through so much stuff and there's just so much chaos and in so many 
so much trauma on this earth that when you actually feel that that unconditional um, divine love, it's it's just totally new. It's like, whoa, I never knew I could feel like this this love. It's very healing and very therapeutic. And I think they helped me get through um, um, a lot of just healing old wounds um, through this love. Love heals all. Um, yeah, but it's always been a very positive, loving experience. And I also felt like like they were my senseis. Like they, they were here to teach me and I was their, their student. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> UFO, now it's gone. <laughs> Josh, Josh, you got any questions, bub? That, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, you were talking about having, you know, these night vision cameras, right? Mm -hmm. What's uh, some of the interesting things you've captured on the night vision? If you can explain it for everyone out there, because I know that you just pick up on things that are, you know, completely out of our understanding of our visible light spectrum. Yeah. Um, so on the night vision camera and I, I was doing live CE fives on TikTok. If any, yeah. If any of your audience would be interested in doing, I, I paused them for the moment because it got really mm -hmm. cold, but I was doing live CE fives where um, I would go live and I would stream the night vision camera. And then we'd set out our intention as a group and, you know, see what happened. And, and um, we had an experience each time that we did this. Um, sometimes it could be kind of like a quick, almost like a shooting star looking type deal. Um, just quick or, um, or orbs is what I've also caught with the night vision camera. And it was really cool. I posted a TikTok on this, but we were, I was guiding everyone through setting your intention. And I asked for a sign if they were here and then suddenly just an orb begins coming up and gets close and goes, whoa, and it was, uh, it was big and it was close. It was really awesome. Going, so, um, going upward. Yeah. Going and kind up. of, yeah. So, so not cruising across the sky for all the satelliters out there. You know what I'm talking about. You know, this, this thing was going up and on a wobbly path. Yeah, and it did that wow. on purpose. It did that on purpose <laughs> so that, That's you know, awesome. so that people couldn't, you know, say that it was. So, yeah, they, they'll change direction. And you can also ask um, if you are capturing footage and trying to record them. You can also ask them, could you do like a maneuver that so that, um, you know, nobody thinks that you're just a, a bug or a plane or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've asked that before and then they've gone zoop, zoop you know, different directions. Absolutely. You know, make your intent clear. And if you do have, you know, doubts, well, it could, there are satellites and that's the problem. Some satellites do look like the orb, the light ships, mm -hmm. you know, but the difference is the light ships will just, you know, cruise out the way. There's been times where I put my laser. I don't like to do that, but being on live, being on mm -hmm. live, TikTok live, same thing pull out the laser, put it on there, and you'll see them jump. 
Like, whoa, what, what's that? Mm -hmm. Don't shine that at me. I feel bad because they probably think it's some sort of uh, weapon, but it's not. I'm just saying hi, guys. Hey. But, yeah. Um, they can also blink, too. But a lot of times I found they can blink almost like a Morse code or something. I've heard that. And if, if you ask that, they'll actually, you know, blink for you. Wow. We actually just talked about that in our last episode with Brett Larson. Right, Josh? Yeah. Remember, they were at, uh, I think it was Mount Shasta, I believe. Yeah. And they saw that light, They a whole group of them asking it to blink, blink. And it was flashing to their command, a whole group of them saying that, blink, blink. And it just started blinking. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they can be very specific. So I encourage, you know, anybody to just ask you know, and um, they can be very specific. They could, they can blink. And I feel like they manifest in different ways, depending on where you're at and maybe like what kind of, you know, your vibration. And, um, and it's very, I feel like it's a very personal individualized experience. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, they can manifest in tons of different ways. And, um, and another good tip for if you would like to try and capture them on video would be to point your, this could just be a cell phone, at the sun and record the sun. You know, set your intention out there and ask them. And, uh, you know, I told a few people to do that. And each one of the ones that I told, like, came back. They had caught, like, some golden orbs um, near the sun. So the sun is also a good spot to try and just set that intention out there. That's awesome. That's awesome. And would you say... When it comes to seeing these things, is it better in a group or as an individual? What is, you know, do you think there is a better chance of seeing something with a group of people versus being alone? Or is it alone versus a group of people? Yeah, great question. So um, for the longest, it was just me. Like I tried doing it with other people, but in the beginning, they didn't really believe me. They didn't really think that, you know, it was real or that it was really going to happen. So if you're with somebody and they have a closed mind or a negative attitude or or if they are fearful, like don't ever try and do it with somebody who is afraid or just um, or just judgmental about it, then they won't show up. But if you can get around, if you can get with people who are on the same kind of level where you're at and open to it and a genuine heart and pure intentions, um, then it could be really powerful, very powerful. So I think group could be really, really good. Um, but sometimes if, it may not work. If yeah. everyone has that right intent, like you said, if there's Debbie Downers, non-believers, guys laughing, I don't care about these things. It's going to lower that vibration, you know? And that's the key to connecting with these things. We're raising our vibrational density and we're starting to get closer to the density that they're in. And I think that kind of makes us more aware. So that makes a lot of sense. Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Josh, any questions, Baba? Uh, so basically you're saying every experience you have has been positive, right, Lily? Um. I'd say 99.9% .9 of the experiences I've had are positive. <laughs> we we want to hear about the one negative one. Right. Okay. 
Okay. It's important for people to understand that, you know, you got to be careful and there's a lot of things out there. So go ahead. Yeah, it really is. So I guess um, it happened two different occasions. Um, And this is when I learned my lesson of do not try to make contact with anybody who is afraid or who is not who has fear around it or anything like that, because this, this wasn't a UFO encounter, but um, I was with a group of people. We were out shooting astrophotography. One of my buddies is like, let's try and make contact with UFOs. And I, I, I knew in my gut, like, well, I don't know how they feel about it. I don't think that's something you just want to throw on people. Um, But I was like, okay, let's do it. Whatever. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Disclosure. Uh, Lovely yeah. Nova. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. um, so, um, and then I realized afterwards, like, okay, there was somebody that I could tell in their voice, they were kind of like, uh, uh, sh- you know, sh- sure. But they were, they were really, they weren't about it. Um, they ended up having some poltergeist activity. Um, so, so that which I know it was strange. Come to find out we were also on the trail of tears. We were um, mm. uh, camping. So um, sending out that, that invitation um, th- for that one person who was afraid and who wasn't about it, it I think it sent out the wrong invitation. Um, so it's important to have, that was the only time I've ever, ever experienced anything like that, but I learned my lesson, you know, only do it with people who are so open to you, it and, and good. So Lily, you're saying you picked up something paranormal, not extraterrestrial that night. Yeah. Yeah. But that is something just to be aware of because, um, I was trying to make contact with UFOs and extraterrestrials, but, um, that ended up, I think the location and just the mindset in fear of that other person drew in something else. Um, Absolutely. And, Which yeah. is a very interesting thing to bring up too with the C5 being new and out and open. This is this a lot of intent is almost kind of like a seance. It's a lot of what ghost hunters do too when they try yeah. to make contact, which is awesome to bring up and say how oh, the world's going to come together. Yeah, yeah, certainly. It is very, it is very interconnected. I've found, um, yeah, definitely just paranormal and, investigation and stuff. Going back to what you were saying and a big part of that, the fear, there are higher energy beings out there and other extraterrestrials that feed off of negativity, anger, and fear. They feed off of it. The same way we're using positive, uplifting vibrations to make contact with these amazing species that make us feel loved. We feel safe. We want to be near them. Putting out negative energy is like a dark lighthouse Mm -hmm. that shines a red light symbolizing the bloods in the water, boys. Come eat. You know, they feed off of it. And you're absolutely right. And happened on the trails of tears. There's a lot of great ancient spirits, no doubt about mm-hmm. that. And, um, you know, you try to open up one door and sometimes the door just comes open a little too much. And if every individual isn't where they need to be in their consciousness and their vibration, you know, it can really open up a whole nother can of worms that ain't good for everybody. You know, they'll ruin right. the whole night. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it, that's when I learned about the the group, you know, who you're with, the emotions that everyone's giving off and um, mm. being being very specific about who you want to make contact with. You want to make contact with um, higher vibrational, positive beings of love and light. And then you're good. Just, exactly. Just, just be specific. Then you're good. Um, and then there was another uh, time where this one was a, a negative ETs. And it was it was when I was doing CE5, connecting with them, basically. I feel like, honestly, they were probably around me like all day, every day. Um, I was recording them a lot. I was taking a lot of pictures of them. I was learning how to telepathically communicate with them. And uh, everything was fine. But this one weekend, I... Um, I had a really, really rough weekend and was around somebody very, very negative that really, really upset me. And going back to what you said about they feed off your emotions, I had a lot of very, very negative emotions. And I feel like it just spiraled a lot faster than than um, normal. And I, I ended up having some some negative ET experiences, I believe. And I believe they um, they, they messed with my camera. I caught these dark orbs. Um on my camera and they were moving in weird ways and in it felt like just the anger and fear began kind of escalating and that's when I realized okay um you know they they do feed off of this negative energy if you put yourself in that lower vibration then um and since I was already making contact and connecting with them so much I think they kind of just they yeah they said all right let's go eat (laughs) um but then I got myself back where I needed to be. Now I've, I'm very adamant about who I am around and just protecting my energy and um, not getting in uh, a bad spot like that again. Um, so yeah, that was the other one. And then besides that, it's been all positive. <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. And for everyone out there, for example, don't go out there and ask to see a Rico. You know, Rico, you don't want to ask, hey, Draconians or Vedas or Nibu, come on down, Orion Empire, take me away. I want to be a part That's a good of way to become a statistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, don't taunt them. <laughs> just ignore them. That's the best thing to do. Silly lizards are going to be lizards. There's tons of positive reptilian species you can connect to. Don't worry about the Draconians. Go to some of the Lyrian uh, reptilian species. They're awesome. They're great. They're in tune. You don't need Draconians or Naboo or Orion Empire, any of those cats. There are tons of different positive, higher vibrational beings. And Lily brought up a great point. That's why it's so important for us to be aware and conscious of our state and how we're doing. And for example, you had that negative experience when you were, you know, in a lower state going through some things. But ironically, in the past, when you had that one experience, when you went to the hill, the stargazing area, and, you know, you were down from the ridicule and, you know, all that. So it's it's kind of a, you know, that was more of a broken state. You just felt <laughs> like destroyed versus like, the giving up state, you know, I mean, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The second one was just, I was very, um, 
frustrated, very angry at this person and was allowing them to um, just, eh, it was just, it was just all bad, a toxic situation. Um, before that was more of, um, you know, my heart's kind of hurting. I feel, you know, alone and I just feel lost. So that was different than um, kind of, than the more destructive um, and um, anger, the, the other hurt, side. Yeah. pain versus mm-hmm. I want to know more. I'm lost. I need you. <laughs> you know, big Help. difference. Yeah. Wow. So, Lily, with all of these incredible sightings of UFOs and connecting to them through meditation, you know, what is one of the most incredible photos or videos that you've ever captured? One of your most, you know, close encounters that you've had? Mm-hmm. So, um, this photo, I, I actually, I caught a photo of a being. I was inside in the house just taking a picture of this room that I had been working on and I did not see this being in front of me but there's a whole silhouette of a a light being um, some interdimensional or maybe even extraterrestrial beginning to manifest I'm not sure but it's this light being you can see it perfectly and um, it was standing right in front of me and I did not see it with my own eyes so I think um but I could, I was meditating a lot at the time and I could feel, you know, their presence and, and feel that kind of like love and, and them around me. Um, but yeah, that was amazing because it also shows, you know, just because you can't see it doesn't mean that there's not something, you know, right in front of you. So I think and that's my favorite. And was this in your house? Was this yeah. in your house? Yes. Wow. 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 Yeah. It was in a classroom that I had been working on, um, I hadn't been down there in like nearly a year though. Um, so yeah, I was just going down there for memory's sake and snapped a picture. And then I realized a couple weeks later, I found it on uh, my OneDrive and I was like, whoa, there's a whole silhouette of a light being in this photo. So you didn't even realize it as you were taking the picture. It was uh-uh. long after you looked at that photo and you said, what is that? Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. And, so. you know, I, that's one of my first, like, physical, I had a physical contact with a light being back in 2012 in my living room, three feet in front of me, I, you know, about five foot, I had a wall, a TV, three feet in front of me, I was playing with my cat, and, like, your light being, where it's more horizontal, wider, and it's kind of phasing into this, you know, dimension, it's large, you know, the one I saw was about two foot around there, you know, but a ball, a spirit ball with like blue energy, uh, almost like a spaghetti electric water, but blue inside of it. I believe it was an Octorian up in there, but um, <laughs> it, it had intelligence. It only lasted four seconds. It wasn't a long thing, and I couldn't comprehend what I was even looking at. It's unlike any light source I've ever seen in my life. So, um, unfortunately, I didn't have a video. It only lasted four seconds, and my jaw was probably hanging (laughs) on the floor. But it's really amazing that, you know, you're able to capture these things. Because, unfortunately, Lily, you understand this. So many people have these experiences and they do not have the technology or the wrong 
place at the wrong time. Their cell phone's inside. They're outside to take out the trash and they see something, you know, and um, it, it, it's really unfortunate for all of those out there that have seen these things. And thankfully, we have your videos and your photos to validate what a lot of other people out there have seen as well. And have you been receiving that feedback on your videos? Do you get other people that are like, Lily, I saw that last night, you know? Oh my gosh, so many, especially when that article went around recently um, on the mirror that I explained, um, I had my, my footage on there and I explained the blue being I saw. I got tons of emails and messages about... I saw the same blue being, or I seen some. I seen something just like that, and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm getting so many people, and you know, a lot of them think, you know, was I crazy? Did I really see that? And now, uh, by sharing my story and sharing the evidence, they are they're actually kind of like they're stepping up. They're it's it's just it's amazing. I never knew that so many people were having these experiences and, um, there really is, there's a lot. So, um, and you know, I told them like, we are, we are the revolution. We are the evolution. We are the disclosure. Like you said, yes! you know, I was yeah. waiting for it. It's about time. We are yeah. the disclosure. We are the disclosure. So we have to share these things. You know, we're not crazy. We have to share these things. There are other people that have had experiences probably just like yours. We all have a piece of the puzzle, and if we can piece them all together um, and just come together, then it'll be really good, you know? <laughs> it's so nice hearing other people say the same thing. I repeat like a broken record. That's what it's all about. It's everyone. And you know what? Lily can't do it by herself. Josh can't do it by herself. I can't do it by myself. My big sister, Elena, can't do it by herself. Uh, you know, everyone no one person can do disclosure. And like what you said, no matter if you think your experience is small or little, irrelevant, it's all valuable because your experience, there will be someone else out there that will share that. And that validation, you know, it means a lot. And also to you, Lily, yeah, you got the photo evidence and the video, so there's not much proven anything. But just to have others like, hey, you're not alone. You may have it on camera, but I saw it too, you know, is some verification, you know, to let you know that you're not going crazy or that your cameras aren't broken and you're seeing uh, moon flares and glares and swamp gas and weather balloons, all that, you know, a lot of people yeah. are seeing this thing. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it yeah, it definitely has. It's definitely given me um a boost in well confidence and just knowing that I'm doing the right thing by uh by sharing this. Um, and does does that make you want to do it more, Lily? Yeah, that... I'm I'm trying to I'm like gonna scream it from the top of every mountain now. <laughs> you know, like I want I, I I just I want everybody to not be afraid or feel bad for having these experiences, you know? So um yeah, it's definitely been a, a huge inspiration and I'm happy to and be able to inspire others too. Absolutely. Lily and I we're going to have to in the future do a couple uh you know, C5s lives, you know, maybe on the YouTube, TikTok mm -hmm. and simultaneously two different locations getting these things cruising by that would be really amazing 
With that yeah. being said, uh, Lily, um, so what platforms are you on? How can people find out more about you and see some of these videos for themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I am, I'm on TikTok, um, Instagram, and so either one of those, um, I post, you know, videos on TikTok. A lot of my evidence is on TikTok. Instagram, I'm using more for, um, you know, news updates, sharing some resources and uh, messaging. So feel free to like reach out to me and message me if you have any questions or anything that you would like to share. Um, my name on TikTok and Instagram is Lily Nova, L-I-L-Y. N-O-V-A dot I-N dot space. Lily Nova in space. Um, and then also YouTube. I just started a YouTube channel where I will be sharing um, CE5 protocol and tips and experiences, some of my evidence, uh, guided meditations and different techniques that I use and uh, sharing, you know, more experiences and all that. And uh, my YouTube name is Lily Nova Starseed. So you can get awesome. a hold of me on any of those. <laughs> yes. And her YouTube, she just put up her first big video. I'm calling it really great. Uh, I know all of my subscribers, you love my graphics and stuff. And Lily is marching up the same trail. She she knows the tricks and the, the tricks and traps of it all. <laughs> and she's pretty good at it. I Thank wish you. I could hire her to edit my videos because <laughs> it's a real pain. I hate doing it. <laughs> Takes a lot of time, but check that out. All of that description will, uh, in the description, you will find all of her information. Also, if you want to reach Josh and I, send us emails. You'll find that in there along with the Order of Light merchandise store and Josh's socials, my socials. All of that stuff for Lily as well. Please go subscribe to her TikTok and YouTube page. Like it, share it. Amazing photos, videos, evidence. And you're doing a great thing for the movement of disclosure. And you're getting out there and you're encouraging people that like, you're not saying I'm having these experiences. You're saying I'm having these experiences and you can do it too. Yes. That is so important. That is so important. And that's exactly what you're doing. And I hope everyone will learn from this and start going outside 10 minutes a night, throwing your phones down, but not too far in case you want to record one flying by. But, you know, just that's all it takes. And uh, it's been great. Josh, do you have anything to add, buddy? That was awesome meeting you. I uh, look forward to seeing your channel. <laughs> Thank you. It was wonderful meeting you, too. Thanks for absolutely. having me on, guys. Yes, absolutely. So we are the disclosure, all of us, even you that are listening and watching. We're doing it. We're manifesting it. We are making disclosure happen. Lily is not waiting for the clowns in Washington to tell her that these things exist. She's going outside and looking up. That's what you need to do. That's what we all need to do. We are the disclosure. See you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>